0: Uh, Good evening to you and a warm welcome to Joy 99.7 FM and to tonight's edition of Springboard, your virtual university. It's 51 days more to the end of the year and this is the platform where your personal value is enriched. On a weekly basis. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and your superstition joy ninety nine point seven FM. The broadcast is made possible by the kind Ketsy of MTN, Ghana's number no. one network and Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank, and of course our print media partner, the graphic business. Thank you for joining us on Joy FM and on Facebook streaming on Albert okran Comfort Okran A and Joy997 FM. My name is Albert Okran. And on behalf of the virtual academic board comprising Comfort, Matthew, Priscilla, Amos, Jojo, and Emmanuel, I welcome you to Health and Wealth. We'll be talking shortly to Doctor Roberta Lamte, who's a diabetologist, and who is our guest for tonight. But our big questions for today did you know, did you know that diabetes is a leading cause of blindness, amputation, heart disease, kidney failure, and early death? Did you know? Also, do you know for the record that over 60%, and that's an absolutely scary statistic, 60% of people with diabetes don't even know that they have it. And that's a little scary. Do you also know that type 2 diabetes is, the, is potentially preventable and it's, it's indeed the commonest type of diabetes? Tonight, I want to find out what can be done about this information I'm sharing with you. It starts by being informed and then simple simple actions can reduce the risk dr. Lamti Roberta is my guest for tonight Roberta welcome to Springboard thank you Albert you, you, you literally eat sleep <laughs> drink and talk diabetes well it's my passion it's your life <laughs> Tonight's show is dedicated to the memory of my late sister Elsie a beautiful soul who lost the battle with diabetes diabetic complica- complications exactly 11 years ago I almost lost my train of thoughts for a minute when I mentioned Elsie so exactly 11 years ago Elsie went to be with the Lord and it's exactly the 10th of November 2008 when she, um, she gave up her life and so tonight from Comfort and I as well as from your husband Kingsley from Sam and the family In our Data is King segment, Amos will show us why many of us are simply wearing Apple Watches and Fitbits but are not changing anything about our lifestyle. Amos is a very, very troublesome person. He brings on the stats that annoy people. He says you are wearing the nice gadgets but nothing is changing about your lifestyle. He says the title of his submission is dying to be amongst the living. So you don't want to miss that one. In the Game changer segment, Jojo chips in on what he called a timely intervention. What he's saying is simply this. Early detection and response always increases the chance of reversing any negative trend, especially in healthcare. Is Dr. True or false? It's very true, especially in diabetes. Jojo has some interesting statistics on that one in our game changer segment. So we have a packed show tonight. But before we get down into the details, let's start with our quote for the day and comfort. I guess tonight everything is lining up with health and wealth. So, what's our quote for tonight? Well, Canadian clergyman A. J. Reb Materi
1: says so many people spend their health gaining wealth, mm-hmm. and then have to spend their wealth to regain their health. Yeah. I can see
0: doctors nodding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so literally, it's almost like a football match with a game of two halves. <laughs> it, is, from, from it is. From my understanding, comfort of your quote, you are saying that in the first half, people focus more on wealth. And in the second half, they realign the focus now on the health. Of course, my question to my guest after you finish speaking is that, what is halftime? <laughs> <laughs> when do they switch from the focus on, on wealth to the focus on health? I come your own thoughts about the quote.
1: Well, I think um, someone described this paradox as saying that life is unfair. Because sometimes, you know, as a child, you watch the adults eating all the milk and drink, and you say that one day, me too, when I grow up. I'll do it. And then you finally start working, you get and you can afford it. And you go without any stop. Then all of a sudden, Dr. Lamte comes in and says that no, now you no longer have to eat this, and you no longer have to eat it. So by the time you are rich, young yeah, all sorts of diet and restrictions
0: so as they say the rest is history so first off second half, out yes. from doc yeah where the half time exactly yeah. occurs but yeah. ahead well, of world diabetes day we are joined today by dr roberta lampton who's a consultant family physician a diabetologist and serves right currently as deputy director of medical affairs at the colibou um, teaching hospital we are talking about life in all its fullness i call it the if you know you know edition of Springboard, your virtual university. Roberta, it's good to see you again. It's good to see you. Alex. So you've been, we've, been, we've had a, a discussion before on this show about diabetes and almost everyone who called in was concerned about one thing or another, mm-hmm. trying to find out even if they were not already diabetic, are they at risk? What must they do? But let's start with the stats I shared in opening the show. The first one says that diabetes is the leading cause of blindness, amputation, heart disease, kidney failure and early death. Why should the banker, the pastor, the politician, the the high rising young executive tonight listen to what they're, talk- they're talking about?
2: Diabetes is not just the leading cause of blindness, it's the leading cause of permanent blindness. Mm-hmm. The best way to prevent it is not to get diabetes at all. And if you do get diabetes, then the best thing to do is to try and prevent the complications from starting. Right. Um, if you know, it makes a big difference because the commonest type of diabe- di- diabetes is type 2 diabetes and that is largely preventable. For a disease that is preventable, that causes so much havoc, it's disheartening.
0: No, when you say it's pre- preventable, what does it mean? I, mean? I have been thinking about what you said. And just by the way, for all, all those who are asking, when is World Diabetes Day? Fourteenth of November. That's this the, coming Thursday. This coming Thursday. So today, four days ahead of World Diabetes Day, we're doing a show to just inform people about the condition. Yeah. Do we call it an ailment? Yeah, uh, let's say a
2: set of diseases, because diabetes right. is very wide.
0: Right, right. Very different. Right. So you're saying that. Everyone listening tonight, whether they are diabetic or not, must be concerned. Must be interested in the subject.
2: Yes, you are re- helping
0: us to understand why.
2: Yeah, and you need to know. So when I say preventable, what I mean is that you can stop it from happening. Right. Um. So yes, not all diabetes can be preventable, but type two diabetes is potentially preventable.
0: Give us some, some understanding of of, of okay. the type that's not preventable
2: and the type that is, and why. So we have a. L- I mean, different classes of diabetes, but commonly we say type 1, type 2 gestational diabetes. So, the fundamental problem in diabetes is that the body struggles to handle sugar right. for multiple reasons. One, either because the body is unable to make a hormone called insulin in enough amounts to remove the sugar from the body or it makes that insulin but the insulin is ineffective. So in type 1 diabetes, the problem largely is with the factory. It's not being made Mm. And, and once the factory is sort of not there, bends down, there's not much you can do about it. Right. But the more common type, which is type 2 diabetes initially starts off with a problem with the insulin working well and that is why that is preventable because that's you can do something about it the factory is
0: producing so you can do something about how it works and that that's what i mean by preventable so if a person goes to the hospital and they mesh, they measure your sugar level and they say it typically should be in a certain range and they say you are borderline and they, tell, they tell you because you are borderline make these changes change your diet um, improve your exercise regime and then you do that and then you come back six months later and they say, now you are fine. Help us to understand. Is that what you mean when you say it's preventable?
2: Um, so type two diabetes actually starts way before the sugar starts to become abnormal mm. way before that. it actually starts with a condition called insulin resistance. You know, so if I'm pushing comfort and she's pushing me back, the stronger person wins. So the underlying problem in in type 2 diabetes is that there's resistance to the work of insulin. And the work of insulin is to remove sugar from the body. But in the initial phases, the factory is strong. So although there's resistance, it is able to increase how much insulin is making to overcome that resistance. So you don't see any defects or any changes in the blood sugar levels, then eventually the factory gets tired. So that's when you start to see, oh, the sugars have become abnormal. So when we say that your sugars are not quite in the range where we diagnose diabetes, and and let let me say that when the diagnostic criteria for diabetes is the point where the patient or the person is at increased risk for a diabetes complication. Mm. Mm. Do you understand? So it it is kind of a bit far off from the point where the disease actually starts. Okay? So when your sugars have now become not quite normal, but not yet at the point where you are at risk for increased complication, which is the point where we now diagnose diabetes. We say you've got to do something about it. But truth of the matter is you've got to do something about it when the person develops insulin resistance, hmm. way before you even start to say, oh, your sugar is borderline, way before that. And that's why this year the theme is diabetes in the family. Because if there's diabetes in the family, you need to talk about it. Right
0: so let's say somebody listening tonight there are two classes of people people who have a family history of diabetes and then people who don't have a family history of diabetes you are talking about it being preventable what should my average listener do where should they start from how can they help themselves that's where my interest is
2: okay so you want to start off by knowing about the disease especially if you have family history of diabetes first degree second degree the more family members are affected the greater your risk is and you start from that point so if you know that you have family history of diabetes then you want to learn the things you can do to modify the disease number one number one have a healthy respect for food especially if it is free food (laughs) because that kind of food either tends to be not quite healthy, or we tend to eat more of it just because it's free. So that's number one. Number two, understand the components of the food and how it relates to your blood sugar levels. Understand what it means when we say something is a carbohydrate. Understand how to count it. Number three, pay attention to your waist circumference. How much fat you're carrying around your waist before you put something in your mouth, ask yourself, what is this? Go- what is the effect going to be on my waist? Because that tends to be a rough indicator of how much fat is around your organ that makes the insulin, which you need to remove that sugar it tends to give you a fair idea. Pay attention also to two kinds of physical activity aerobic, which is where your heart is pumping. But not only that, strength training, because your muscles help to soak up and remove sugar from the blood and by all means education (laughs) is major
0: all right it is 15 minutes past the hour of seven o'clock if you just join us this is not this is not ultimate health and Him, this is springboard <laughs> your virtual university you say why are we talking about diabetes why shouldn't we talk about diabetes it's it's a very important component of our, our preparation for the future our work on ourselves our quest to develop ourselves our, our search for wealth our search for meaning everything this is a very critical part of it. And on the on the this first day is World Diabetes Day and the theme is the family and diabetes. Interestingly, it's the same theme for the past two years. There must be a reason why there is so much emphasis on the family as a very critical component of the discussion on diabetes. And today, Dr. Roberta Lampe, who's a diabetologist is telling us that if you are listening and you are concerned Four things you must do. Have a healthy, respect for food. And she says, especially free food. I just went to a, 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 a birthday lunch. Now, I'm, I'm just sorry that I ate because the food was free. <laughs> she says, free food is particularly guilty because very often the free food is where the problem is. The second one is, understand the implications of everything you put in your mouth. What does it do to add on to Your sugar level, the implications of everything you eat. So now, when you take the food, you are measuring the food. (laughs) The third one is watch your waistline. If it is 28, please stay there. If it is 32, please measure it every week. Number four, pay attention to aerobics and strength training. And number five, educate, educate, educate. That's why today is important. So, Roberta, you believe that religiously following these will make things better or minimize the risk to anyone who's potentially um at risk i strongly believe so in addition to monitoring because
2: diabetes is largely asymptomatic when it first starts and one of the first signs is your sugar levels go up when you finish eating not when you're fasting so, you want to catch it and know what's happening at that time. And if you see a healthcare practitioner, there are tests that we'll do, especially if you have family history of diabetes. So, for every patient I see that has diabetes, I say, I need to see your children. I need to see your children, I need to see your siblings, if possible. Tell them that you have been diagnosed with diabetes and it has implications for them. They need to come into the hospital. So that together with monitoring makes a whole lot of difference. Cause um, as one of my patients says, um, it becomes revealed to you, sort of. Cause you, you, you have no idea. Oh, is this how high my sugar went after eating that white rice? then all of a sudden you don't even want it anymore.
0: You want the contemporary instead. I'm going to spoil the evening of many people tonight when we come to the the diet, but I'm going to hold on for a few more minutes while I ask my guests, my listeners, to call their friends who love their food, to tune in. (laughs) If you know somebody who takes very good care of themselves in the opposite way, by ensuring that they eat in layers, Please call them that there's something, some very important discussion going on on FM. They should listen. I tell them it's very educational and very inspirational. And then when they tune in, they'll find out what it's about. So this is about the future, Roberta, about securing the future. Why, um, you see, about 60% of people who have it don't know it. I know somebody who, when a youth group together, young it's not like the the, the 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 and the perception is that typically people who are diabetic are older relatively older this was in our youthful days when the youth group together this guy died and it was only after he died that we found out that he, he was he was diabetic and he never knew why do people have diabetes and know? why
2: and because it is unfortunately it doesn't have any symptoms until it's very advanced remember that the cut off for diagnosis is the point where you are at risk for complications. So, by that time, actually, you have lost about 80% of the cells that make insulin for you. It is, it is at that point that you meet criteria for diagnosis. By the time we say pre diabetes, oh, your sugar is you're not quite diabetes, but you are heading there, you've lost about 60, 67% of, of the cells that are able to make the, 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 you know, so the body is sort of very, will I say, resilient, so it increases its production. So that, I think, is the fundamental, because it's asymptomatic, and unfortunately, we don't do routine checks when we go to the hospital. Um, ideally, really, if you come into the hospital and you say, I have a headache, we should check your sugar. If you come into the hospital and you say, I have diarrhea, we should check your sugar. If you come and you say, there's nothing wrong with me, we should check your sugar. Because that's the best way to pick it up.
0: You, no, as for you, your case it's an extreme case. You, as for you, everything, everything in the world revolves around, around <laughs> diabetes. But let, let me let me let me take this further back. So you've talked about the eighty percent situation. You've talked about the sixty percent situation. Somebody listening says, "Listen, I want to block this thing at the ten percent, twenty percent situation. What should somebody who has no symptoms, somebody who has nothing, but is concerned, what should they do?" Number one, check your check your sugar, not
2: your fasting sugar, but what it is when you finish eating. And a test that we do in the lab we call. HbA1c. It will tell you what your average sugar over three months is. And you have a fair idea where you are. Whether you're in a good place or you're not in a good place. So if you're in a good place, you continue doing the good things that you're doing. If you're not in a good place, you want to start making changes. You want to start understanding the food. And as I said, we'll come back um, to that later. But truth of the matter is, as a country, our cultures. We we have seen food as carbohydrates, but it shouldn't be like that. It, the carbohydrate is there into so the dessert part of it. The food is the vegetable part of it.
0: So draw draw. I mean, give. Let's let's go. Let's go into food. Um, I, I a friend said to me, "You see, the food eh, is very difficult." The person was almost lamenting. He said, "He said, when you eat." You just are not full, so you have to top up. Roberta. maybe he's speaking for quite a number of people who feel that eating eating is an... You have to go through a process. Start, continue, and finish, and arrive, and breathe in deep. And you say, yes, Mm -hmm. that's it. Are they wrong? Well,
2: not quite. It only depends on what they are filling up on. Right. And the time
0: they're eating. Let so me st- let's, let's say the time. The times. What's let's your recommended times?
2: I, I recommend that people try and eat in windows. So you have about an 8-hour open window for eating. And if you can, a 16-hour window closed for not eating. So that would be like 8 to 4. But if you can't make it in that window... 8 to six, I think, is reasonable. So eight eight a.m. to so those who eat
0: breakfast at five, is no good. Day.
2: Well, I, you know, the the body also, you know, the insulin production follows what we call a circadian rhythm. So sun goes up, body says, wake up, wake up, wake up, make insulin. You know, your metabolism is working. Better sun goes down, say so sleep, sleep, sleep. So you want to tie it to the circadian rhythm. So, I would go for eight to four. Maybe push it a little bit to 8 to 6 maximum and try and work with that. And then...
0: So typically breakfast, 8 a.m.?
2: Yeah, about that. Lunch? 1, 2, 12. If you're
0: cutting a 4, you should be doing 2 for lunch. So 12, 1. Okay. And then dinner? 4. Oh, Roberta, I brought you here to make friends. You are making a lot of enemies right in the studio. And I'm sure when we go out to the studio, before waiting for you outside the studio, you are saying that ideal time for dinner, cut-off, will be four.
2: Yes. Yes, if you can make it, it'll be
0: great. Everybody will thank you for it. So if for any reason, by reason of a few work-related issues, you want to extend it, your cut-off is six? Six. I would say it's, it's, it's a fair deal. Six. Help me understand for the benefit of our listeners what are the implications of the three timelines that you share, just so that our listeners can w- travel with you. So, you're talking about an eight hour window where you eat, and there is 16 hour cutoff. Yeah, you don't eat anything, well
2: you, you can have like um, brown gold, is really great. The cocoa,
0: what about coffee? Um,
2: well, yeah, if you want coffee, it doesn't give you palpitations, you're not addicted to it. Tea, you know, hot water, and not not um, Milo tea no, no. Sorry about the brand, but basically just, you know, the bag or the cocoa, you know, the pure cocoa, not the one with the other sugar or milk, just that and water and and great water.
0: In that that 16 when they just drink water and smile. Uh, 24 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. This is a very morbid <laughs> virtual springboard. Springboard, you're very impressed Just Dr. Roberta Lampton is a diabetologist. She says, family. A senior family consulting physician trying to help us understand wh- where we've gone wrong and how we can get our lives back on track. She says that type two diabetes is the most common, and she's arguing that it is preventable. And to prevent it, or, or, or to manage yourself wherever you are listening, whether you have it or not, start with a healthy respect for food. And she says, especially free food. Tell me, Samuel Dagny, free food. She says free food. Please watch it. You, I know you like that one. And then number two, understand the implications of everything you put in your mouth. Number three, watch your waistline. Number four, pay attention to aerobics and strength training. Are you saying that everyone must have some form of, of exercise regime that they are following? Yeah. Um, I know, I know we, you are, we you do are, say you are that that very big on exercise, personal exercise, mm-hmm. but would you recommend it for everyone? We would like to
2: say see your physician first because we have different age groups. People have had disease especially also if you have diabetes diabetes as you said is the leading cause of permanent blindness and that happens because the vessels in the eye sometimes become weak and they're about to burst and somebody does high intensity exercise and it goes boom okay so you want to um, get assessed before you take on high-intensity exercise. But you can start with low-intensity exercise, listen to your body, and then after your doctor has assessed you and says, yeah, you can do moderate or high-intensity, you want to do that. Because the effects of exercise actually depends on what the intensity is and what you're trying to use it for. If you're trying to use it to prevent diabetes, the intensity and the... Amount required is different from if you are using it to manage
0: diabetes or you're just using it for leisure. You, you please, understand what I mean? Explain these two that you mentioned right now. Very interesting. Say it again. What I'm saying is that the the intensity of the exercise that you are doing to prevent is different from that which you are doing to manage. Yes. Please. Let's talk about the preventing typeface. What, what 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 level of intensity do you recommend? High. Yeah, high. Preventive, so, preventive is high.
2: Preventive must be high. So in, in, in the studies, the kind of exercise that has been associated with prevention of diabetes has been high-intensity exercises, both aerobic and strength training. And um, that's on most days of the week. So it, it's not five times a week or, you know, you're hitting it. Right. You're hitting it. So for the aerobics, you're going all the seven days. And then for strength training, you're doing about three to five days out of the week. Right. And that is high intensity. High intensity means you're, you're pumping up your heart rate. You know, is right. the kind of exercise you're doing. You can't have a conversation. Yeah. Not, not the one, oh, we're working. Say say, hi, hi, Anticofort, what how you doing? Mm-hmm. Nah, that's low intensity. So it depends on what the effect you want out of the exercise. It's just like medicine. If I give it to you, I'm going to say, take two tablets once a day or whatever depending on what i wanted
0: to do right same for exercise the intensity and the duration is important but for the one that is for managing the situation you're saying that should be low intensity um it depends
2: on what um other comorbid conditions the person already has so if they already have heart disease then the intensity i can recommend depends on what i see when I, i look at their profile so it's not a a blanket. you have to be assessed mm-hmm. some people that already have diabetes have no complications there's no reason why they can't do high-intensity exercises
0: safely. There's, no, there's no reason why you shouldn't be listening to Springboard your virtual university tonight. Because when I come back, I'm going to be asking about specific things. Some say it must be plantain and it must be green. Yeah. We, we will demystify some things in the studio this evening. But let me go to the issue of half time. So, Comfort in her presentation said the first half of their lives, people are focusing on wealth instead of health, and the second half, they are mm-hmm. focusing on health instead of wealth. What is halftime? I think for most people, probably
2: after 50, maybe. But it's very, very true because you see a patient and you say, I'm sorry, you need to exercise. I say, I don't have time. You know, they say, I don't have time to exercise. I say, you need to cut how long you're sitting on that chair for. It's breaking your back. It's increasing your risk for diabetes. They say, I have to sit down after work. I say, pay attention to your stress level. You need to go out, see the green. I say, no, I, don't, I mean, this is... but." Really, really, you are working and you will end up paying all that money in consultation fees. So you better make that time now so that by the time that you have the money, you're not bedridden. Unfortunately, that's what happens to most of our high flyers, our big brains. By the time at the prime of their life. You know, and, you know, we say one thing, obesity protects obesity. Wow. A little extra calories every day. It adds up. Then you have that big tummy. It takes years to build. It ain't going to take a day to get rid of it. You, you know, it takes obesity. You're going you're gonna to struggle. So you better prevent it now. And that means putting in that time to eat right, to cook your food, to exercise. You You need it. It takes time to learn it. Nobody can do it for you
0: right it's 30 minutes uh, after the hour seven so is a midpoint um, in our discussion today's show is a health and wealth a health and wealth discussion i have stumbled on different different um statistics that show the number of people who are at risk in in different sectors the banking sector and some are extremely scary one thing is certain Uh, Roberta is right when she says many of our big brains, many of our high flyers, many who are in the industries that are supposed to be building our nation are themselves at risk of diabetes and a lot of lifestyle related diseases. What she's saying is that a lot can be done to prevent a lot can be done to manage these conditions if you are informed and so dedicating an hour tonight to finding out what is required is a great idea. Let me play a song for for everyone listening tonight who is doing your very best to manage a condition. Uh, uh, like this, or who has a loved one, and you are supporting them. As we talk about the family and diabetes, I think it would be great to help somebody. So, this far by grace, by Dustin is the song I'm going to be playing in a minute, and I'm going to dedicate it one more time to the memory of my sister Elsie, who went to be with the Lord 11 years ago, exactly today and she died of diabetic diabetic complications. And I want to believe that somebody listening tonight can have a better life because you would learn what to do and what not to do so that you will live a full life. And tonight I greet um, her husband Kingsley and the children and uh, the, the brother Sam and everybody else um, connected to uh, mom, mom Dora, of course, and everybody else connected to, um, to um, Elsie. But let me say a big good evening to honorable Ken Ufuriata. You celebrated your 60th birthday this week. This one is for you. This far, by grace, is for you. And may God watch over you and Angie and the children. Of course, to Mrs. Susanna Jimma, the wife of the late Alan Jimma of Video City. You turned 67 on Thursday. I know you are listening. You are an avid listener of Springboard, a virtual university. So enjoy this one as well. And then good evening to Aquile. Aquila of Bottling Solutions, I, I mean, Aquila is a regular, consistent listener. She, She's the tracker. She tracks Springboard and makes sure the live streaming is always always on point. Enjoy this one tonight. The song is This Far by Grace by Byron Dudson. Please don't go away. And that's a song, this far by Grace, by Reverend Edwin Dutton. And next week, Sunday, Reverend Edwin Dutton is putting together a massive concert, this far by Grace concert. And I tell you something, wherever you are in the city of Accra, you must be at the the Tehila Temple Harvest Chapel International South Tesano for Reverend Dutton's concert, featuring Soul Winners Akese Brimpong and Cole it's the thus far by grace concert with my brother edwin Dudson. come support him as he launches some more music that will be a blessing to you but tonight wherever you are on this journey there's so much god wants to do with your life Man. I'm at the bank room. Really? But your car is in front of your house. Bro, my bank or my phone. Charlie? Oh, how? Ecobank, bro. With Echo Bank mobile app, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just check my account balance, paid amen school fees, and send money to my grandma at Walwale. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Masa, just download the Echo Bank mobile app from the Google Play Store or the App Store or Down Star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager, manager. Whether to pay bills or fees, to check account statements, Send money across Ghana, abroad, and more. EcoBank mobile app has got it covered. EcoBank mobile, making everyday people live everyday lives the EcoBank way. EcoBank, the Pan African Bank.
1: For MTN Pulse and Chill Flight 567 to Dubai. Keep browsing and talking with your MTN Pulse bundle to stand a chance of winning an all-expense big trip to Dubai. You can also win both headsets, 4G devices, and more from now to Friday, November. Send check to 567 or use the MTN Pulse app to check your points today. We'll see you in Dubai.
0: MCN forms. Just be. Terms and conditions apply. We date for you everywhere you go. Twenty-three minutes of. 8 o'clock this is spring body of virtual university and i want to be my guest this tuesday at the life improvement seminars at icgc christ temple as we look at building your finance base life expectancy is going up and therefore you will live long in the name of the lord beyond your retirement you don't want to live long and be broke so this tuesday let's find out how to ensure that you are not only alive but financially sound make a date at christ temple this tuesday 6 to 8 p.m as we look at how to build sustainable finances for the future and also how how to invest for the future, but ahead of the seminar at 6 p.m., there is a whole fair where you can come and find out, talk to companies like Echo Bank, GHL Bank, you can come and find out housing solutions from Baid Valley Limited. Just find out what is on offer. Access Pension Trust, Enterprise Trustees, they would help you and walk you through and Lenny will show you what jobs are available. If you are unemployed, if you are broke, if you are looking for solutions, or if you are concerned about your pension, how to ensure that way after you retire, you'll be fine. Please, Christ Temple is a place to be. Tuesday, Come at 3 p.m. for the fair and stay at uh, 6 p.m. for the seminar. And by the way, talking about Ecobank, if you are a trader or a merchant looking to grow your business, then this is the time to grow faster and go further with EcoBank's Digi banking Pack. The EcoBank DigiBanking Pack is designed specially with the growth of your business in mind. The benefits are amazing. They include a zero opening balance, no monthly service charges, automatic access to EcoBank's payments and collection solutions, a loan of up to 200,000 Ghana CDs and much more. The EcoBank Digi banking Pack also comes with capacity building and financial literacy Programs to empower you to grow your business. To find out more about how to grow faster and go further with a bank that understands your business, visit the nearest EcoBank branch or call toll free on 3225 or email us on digiparkgh at ecobank.com. Bank Mobile App has won the CIMG Product of the Year for the year 2018, and Bank is two times CIMG Hall of Fame Bank, and Bank by far is the Pan-African Bank. Let me go to Amos, who always causes trouble with the statistics, to tell us why we are wearing the devices, but nothing has changed. Amos, what do you have for us to do?
3: Tonight, our segment is titled, Dying to be Amongst the Living. And this is speaking to the conscious effort that we need to make in order to ensure that we are living healthy and also improving our life expectancy. And we draw heavily on the Philips Future Health Index report for 2016. And the percentage of patients who own or use wearable technology is on the increase. For instance, 57% of 18 to 34-year-olds own or use wearable technology. 50% of those between 35 and 54 own or use wearable technology.
0: That means and it f- is some Fitbit or Apple Watch or something like that? Yes, okay. yes. Excellent.
3: And it is 48% for those aged 55 and above. However, the 2016 Philips Future Health Index states that across the age groups many patients are not habitually habitually monitoring key health indicators despite a proliferation of mobile and wearable technology and what they are saying is that less than half of patients regularly keep track of their weight and diet Mm. so 47 percent of people keep track of their weight whilst 42% monitor their diet and only one third regularly keep track of their exercise routines. And they give different two main reasons why people do not exercise. For those who are younger, they say they don't have the time. So those who are between 18 and 24, 25% of them say they don't have the time. Those who are 55 and above, 12% says, you know, they don't have the time. Whereas as they get older, they have the time, but they say they are not motivated Mm. to exercise. Um, So 36% of those above 55, they are not motivated to exercise. Um, Whereas it is 25%. For those who are
0: between 18 and 25, give me that quote from, from our colleague Nashoko on, on JFM. What did you say?
3: So, I was listening to Nashoko and um, the showbiz A to Z team, right? Yesterday, and Nashoko says there is a cemetery in Accra, and there's an inscription on it that says, Many people are dying
0: to, to get, get here. here. It's powerful,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's the play on words here. It could just be stating the fact that yes, people are dying to get here, but it's also that the attitude we have says that we want to come here. Um and so what's our question for tonight? So our question tonight is are you one of those dying to get to that cemetery? Or are you making a conscious effort? Are you dying to be amongst the living?
0: Tell me you between your who is worse. <laughs> It is 17 minutes past the hour of, of, of of to the hour of eight o'clock, and this is our discussion about health and wealth. Every young person seeking to make money create wealth and also live long must listen to this program and I'm going to come back to Roberta because this is where she nails the coffin or she puts the coffin right in the, in the, in the, in the is it the nail in the yeah, coffin or the coffin in the nail <laughs> <laughs> alright so, so, so here is where uh, Roberta becomes even more beneficial to all of us listening what, what do you think of what, um, what Amos just shared I think it's, it's very right,
2: and um, there's, there's been published papers, actually, studies have been done between people who wear the technology and people who don't wear the technology, and the results are not are similar to what he shared. People are wearing it, but they're not using it. And it's very important in, I mean, self-monitoring is important in diabetes. You need to own a bathroom skill. It, it's right. called a bathroom skill. Every, when you get up, you get rid of everything, stand on it. Know what your weight is. And you need to know those numbers regularly. You need to have a routine. So it's not a, a one-time thing. It's a long-term commitment. It's right. not, oh, I'm going to eat this way to get
0: to this weight. It's, 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 you have to have a long-term approach to, to things. Three things we have mentioned, weight, diet, exercise. We've spoken about exercise a bit. We've, we've touched briefly on diet. And I know weight, you've mentioned that have a skill and measure it every day. Let's settle on on, on diet. That seems to be the big problem because many people have their own perception about what they think is the right thing to eat. And so they imagine that they are doing the right thing, so they are eating it religiously with a smile on their faces saying that they are eating healthy. So you hear people say for instance that if you eat green plantain and you, you bash like six of them, it will deal with the doctor. Are they right? Well,
2: let me say when it comes to diets, a few things are important one the devil is the excess calories so it it, it matters what your level of activity is and how much excess calories we don't want the excess calories two we are all very different and very unique a girl woman would eat kinky and pepper and be very happy give it to a white person or somebody from the north so our cultures influence what we see as food and how we eat and when it comes to making dietary recommendations one size does not fit all
1: right
2: one size just does not fit all. it needs to be individualized but there are some general principles particularly where people have a problem with handling carbohydrates so when it comes to carbohydrates you have to practice Portion control. Deliberately control your portion sizes. You want to eat smaller portions of carbohydrates multiple times rather than one big load of carbohydrates at a time. The car- so,
0: that explain that because that's a very important point for many people who love their couple. You're saying eat a smaller portion of
1: watching
0: of carbohydrates a bit more frequently than one big Big. attack yes i i I sent somebody to your clinic and they came back saying you are a very wicked person because (laughs) you told them to eat the egg size of carbohydrates and and she says look at me egg size i mean that is cruel so you are very unpopular for that I mean, what do you mean by egg size?
2: So, i like to explain <laughs> that carbohydrates are like our, our clothes. So, some of them will give you a lot of sugar when you eat just a little bit. Right. So, I call them the bikini squat. You right. don't want to eat a lot of those. So, which, are, which one is the bikini squad? So, the bikini squats are really the, the starches. You know, the greens, the tubers, the, the starches.
0: Demystify it like like which one like like,
2: like like so it's it's you know it's the amount. I'm not saying don't eat them, right? But what I'm saying is they will In give those you those
0: particular ones. Cut down on the
2: size. The amount of it. You you, see, you have to learn how to count. Right. Carbohydrates are like money, so let's say if you take um. Let's say a seven size of something that's a carbohydrate, depending on what kind of carbohydrate it is, it will give you a certain amount of sugar. Right. Do you understand? Yes. So you are looking at how much of what will give you that amount of sugar and we are saying that if the thing is a starch if it is a fruit or a milk or milk products then one seven of it will give you 15 grams of sugar or thereabouts milk will give you about 12. one cube of sugar is about five grams so if you eat this amount so it's a bit complex but you have to understand that there's this principle you know in
0: general in general so
2: the the leafy green vegetables you can't go wrong with that and my emphasis is on leafy green
0: leafy green
2: yes like contemporary like ayoyo like ademe like lettuce kale oh the leafy green ones You really cannot go wrong with them because they're the sugar content is really very minimal. So you sort of like load up on those, and then you skim on the cucumbers. Cucumbers are
0: great. They are great.
1: You
0: love (laughs) them. I do. I do. When you say leafy green, does it give the impression that carrots don't come in that in that bracket? Yes, carrots don't, but they are still lesser carbs
2: than let's say plantain so to put it in context if you take one cup okay and a cup is about 240 mils of of a leafy green vegetable you only get five grams of sugar which is equal to one cube of sugar okay. but if you take one cup of carrots cut up carrots you're going to get 10 grams of sugar which is two cubes right. of sugar right. if you take one a pimp Average size, small one. You're going to get 30 grams of sugar. If you take one ball of one cd K&K, we are looking at closer to 200 grams of sugar. So you My get
0: goodness. the idea. And that was a the body glue to all the girls. All right. It is, it is 10 minutes to the hour of it's 10 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. It's not getting any better in the studio because the girls are making their calculation, the franchise are making their calculation, and okay. nobody nobody is finding their level because it's a very interesting discussion. One thing is certain. Everyone listening tonight must go away with something about a change you must make. I don't want Roberta to go into the complications of diabetes because that will be even more difficult to handle. But one thing is certain, if you've seen somebody who has it or you know somebody who has it, you know you just don't want to have it. Let's go to our Game Changer segment because tonight the the issue is very simple. Early detection and early response can make your life far, far easier.
4: Juju, take it away. So, uh, tonight has been very, (laughs) very very interesting. But a few months ago, I was driving with a friend on a road that was under construction. And you know, we're jamming to music, and she remarked about the loose chippings from the road work that was going on. And right on cue, we heard a loud crack. And the car in front of us had actually dislodged a stone which flew right into her windshield. So we looked around until we found the crack, and it was tiny. So I was like, you know, thank goodness, you probably don't have to repair it. But then she insisted on getting it checked out, and I was like, whatever, you know, if you must. And the next time I met her, she showed me the glaring flaw in my mindset. She told me that when the repairer actually filled the crack, the sealant spread way beyond what we saw initially. So it turns out that the crack had actually made hairline fractures in the windshield that we could not see at first. Today, our game changer is timely intervention. If my friend had not been so insistent and proactive, the crack could have expanded until it caused the windshield to implode. So then she asked me the begging question, which one costs more, paying for a minor repair or buying a whole new windshield? I was embarrassed, but she was 100% right. Today, as we discuss health and diabetes on the show, let's not forget two things. First, our eating decisions, our daily decisions, you know, eating junk or departing from... Uh, usual exercise routine they are like the hairline fractures they seem insignificant but they build up over time and can cause real damage and secondly if you see something you should say something or do something you know don't ignore what may be a notable symptom until it's too late early early detection in medical care is really important for instance 90% of people who detect colorectal cancer in stage 1 survive whereas only 10% of stage 4 patients survive and it reminds me of this idiom that was drummed into my head as a child. A stitch in time saves nine. This week, let us address our issues, both medical and otherwise, as they come up, instead of allowing them to fester. This has been The Game Changer with Jojo Ocran. Have a phenomenal week. And a phenomenal week means kuntumre, ayoyo, ademe,
0: kakunbes green, green, and green not red oh lord of (laughs) (laughs) mess seven minutes to the hour of of eight o'clock roberta your thoughts about about the game changer i think it's right
2: on point and it is very very true when it comes to diabetes because if you nip it in time you actually can't prevent it if you miss that you could potentially reverse it if it's early but if you miss that window of opportunity, then diabetes becomes irreversible. So, right on point,
1: right on point.
0: Good evening to you, Sylvia Reta Osei of the Colibout Butchin Hospital. You are listening with rapt attention, and you are saying, this is what radio should be doing. Please, I beg you. We are doing holy only for today, but it's, it should last you for a whole year if you listen attentively enough. But this is it. Um, as we wrap up for today, Roberta. You've said a number of things, but I want to drill down to the big takeaways for me, and then I want to come back to you to um, add on what it is that we should think about beyond what you have said. During the break, did mentioned mention Kelly Willey, and you responded in a way that did not make him happy, so I'm going to ask you to say it in your closing remarks by all means, but you said a few things, one of which is that it's about diet, it's about exercise, and it's also about weight. And among other things, you said that the The, management timing of the meal, right? I'm going to grab, push that one to in. And so with, with diet, you said that there should be preferably an eight hour window where you eat and a 16 hour window where you don't eat. If you do that, you give yourself a better chance of survival. You also are saying that with the diet, let's not get excited about the starches, the the sugars, and the carbs. Let's move greener and greener and greener in our diet and we'll be better off. And you're seeing that some of the portions, just one cup can shoot you to some levels that are very, very frightening. The guys did not like that one at all.
1: No, 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 we did not.
0: Yes. You also have mentioned that the the devil in your diet is in the excess calories, and so we should practice portion control. It may not be nice, but it will give you a longer life. You will make money, so please live long so you can chop it. Right, and with exercise, I that there are two types. That that which you are doing to prevent and that which you are doing Mm -hmm. to manage that which is preventive must be high intensity that which is done to manage must be on the advice of your physician or your doctor so that one we will work with that one and you, are, you said something that i really would like you to touch on before you go We've been used to fasting blood sugar. We say when you go to the hospital, don't eat before you come. Then they measure your fasting blood sugar. Once that is fine, they say, yeah, you are cool. But you are saying that measure your blood sugar after you've eaten. And you are talking about HBAIC. Please, educate us on that one before you go. Okay. So I
2: said the problem in diabetes is because um, there's not enough insulin to remove sugar from the body. Right. So the the insulin is made it is producing faces we have what we call the first phase insulin and that is made after you eat it's the body's ability to change how much insulin it is making to match the food that you are eating mm. so where there are no issues if you do go ahead and eat that 200 gram kinky the beta cells are going to rise to the occasion, make more insulin and make sure the sugar doesn't rise. Mm. But where there's a defect in diabetes or there's a pathophysiology, it starts from there. The body is not able to dynamically mm. change how much insulin it is making right. to match what you're eating. So the food is a challenge. And that is where you pick the first defects. By the time you haven't eaten anything, what is controlling that is second-phase insulin. It's a basal, smaller amount of insulin that is required. And most people will will be able to manage that until the disease is far advanced. And remembering that the point at which we diagnose diabetes is the point at which you are at increased risk for a complication. Not at the point where the disease has started. You don't want to wait until you are at increased risk for a complication, which is where you will meet diagnostic criteria. You want to pick it up before that. So what I'm saying is, you if you have family history of diabetes, you should be interested in what happens to your blood sugar level after eating, and you should be interested in what your HbA1c is, which is called, um, is like a sum
0: of all your sugars over an average of three months. There's so much work we have to do. Let me quote Josh Billings, a 19th century American humorist and lecturer, who says, Health is like money. You never know, have a true idea of its value until you lose it. Let me give you my own takeaways from this session. Number one, have a healthy respect for food, especially <laughs> free food. Please, when you go to the buffet, do not take its freeness to mean its eatiness. <laughs> have a healthy respect for food. Number two, understand the implications of everything you put in your mouth. Ima understand what you are eating. Number three, watch your waistline. So next week, I'm going to bring a tape and stand at the entrance to the studio. When you are entering, we check your weight and we check also your waistline. Then the next week we check it again, and every time if you go above it, you will stay outside the studio. Number four, pay attention to aerobics and strength training. Number five, (laughs) educate, educate, and educate yourself. And number six, please keep monitoring every single time. Roberta, you know what? Anytime you come here, I conclude with only one sentence. We must do this again. Thank you. I agree. We shall shall (laughs) be back. We shall like like Rambo. We shall be back. Let me remind you that coming up next to Walk with Jesus, and we are going to part two of polygamy Christianity. And Pastor Ransford will be hosting Pastor Ismail. I will do my big brother. And then Kojo Youngson of Joy FM. Kojo is a big, big, big um, person when it comes to diabetes, diabetes as well because he's also on the Sugar Project. Let me say a big good evening to Ajua Nyantin. I know Ajua is listening also to the show tonight and you are finding it very, very instructive. Um, a big thank you to Dr. Roberta Lamti a diabetologist and family consulting physician for coming into the studio to help us with that one. Thank you, Comfort, for the call for the day. Thank you, Jojo, for the game changer. And thank you, um, Amos, for the data is key segment. Thank you, Manuel. Thank you, Priscilla. Thank you, Matthew. Comfort, give us your takeaway in half a minute.
1: Well, my takeaway is um, considering that... Um I, I, my, my father also did die of diabetes. Yes. So I, it's, it's something that is always on my mind. So I really make sure that I attempt to, um, factor in, but I didn't know my (laughs) kinky. Yes. So I've learned so much and I'm very grateful to you.
0: Thank you very much. And let's do this again next week on Springboard of Virtual University. I want to thank you to you all for listening. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Good night.
1: Good night.